Hey, I don't know if you've ever had plans kind of change, like midway through doing something. Is, is, has anyone ever, you've had well-set plans, you've had some expectations, and then it's shifted really quickly? Recently, as in Christmas Day recently, my wife and I, we had our grand plans for, you know, doing how we were going to do Christmas. And married people, you'll definitely know this. Maybe your family is a bit like this, where you're kind of trying to juggle about six different Christmases on the one day. Um, we're still silly enough to try to do all the families on one day, even though we're in two cities. Um, and so what we did was we did kind of our family during the morning, my family during the morning, and we we're going to Brisbane for um, my wife's family, kind of big shindig that they have down there. And the plan was go down, stay one night, come back, get into the, you know, into the housework, get into like a week of, you know, just making, making our home home and doing all those jobs that have been put off for the whole year. Um, and our plans suddenly changed when I was driving. And you know how some cars have like a temperature gauge, which you can kind of see climbing up and it's like, oh, my car's getting hotter, it's getting hotter. Does anyone's car has, has a temperature gauge? Uh, in the particular car we're driving, I don't know who designed it, they just have a red light that comes on and it's basically like, too hot, <laughs> stop right now, is basically what the light means. So I'm driving thinking, we're all good here, and then all of a sudden it was like, oh, we got to pull over real quick. And we pulled over and um, I checked the water because I thought that would be the, the best thing to do and there was no water to check. Uh, it, was, it, was <laughs> it was totally empty, so I thought, I know what to do here, I'll just fill the water up filled it up, we're all good, and then watched it for a minute or two, and then all of a sudden there was no water again, it was all kind of on the floor, um, and I thought, we've got, we've got a real issue here. Now, fortunately, I mean, unfortunately, it was Christmas Day, uh, and I don't know if you know about Christmas Day this year, it was on a Sunday, that means mechanics aren't open on Sunday, or Monday, or Tuesday, then I open till Wednesday, and at this point, we're pretty much in Brisbane. Fortunately, we had two mechanics come over to us while we're sitting there because I obviously looked distressed, I suppose. I looked like I needed help. <laughs> so these guys felt bad enough to come and help me on Christmas Day. Um, and we ended up getting to Brisbane by driving five kilometers, stopping, pouring more water in, driving five kilometers, stopping, pouring more water in. And uh, we got to where we were going, which was good because I didn't feel like spending three days at uh, BP Black Soil, as nice as it is. But it was, it was this kind of weird feeling of like, I had all these expectations for how the next few days were going to be, and now that's really shifted, and I'm not really sure what to expect anymore. We don't have accommodation, we don't have a stuff, a whole bunch of stuff sorted out. And, and I feel that sometimes the start of the year can, can be a little bit like this. We've maybe had a plan in mind for the last year or maybe we were planning something for this year uh, or maybe even in previous years we'd had a plan and there's been some diversions to that. Our expectations have, have, to, have, have, to, have had to shift um, because of whatever reason. And, and I think for some people, the start of the new year is like, let's go, right? Is anyone just like super pumped about this year? It's like, here we go. This is going to be the best year ever. God is going to move. He's going to do powerful things. I've got vision. I'm excited. But contrastingly, for some people, this time of year can, can almost really just amplify feelings of, I'm a bit lost. I'm not sure what I'm doing with my life. I feel like I haven't gotten as far as I intended on going. I wanted to go to Brisbane, but I feel like my life is stuck at BP Black Soil. I don't know if anyone maybe is feeling that way at the start of the year. And I think that it's really important, and maybe the question that we're facing at this time of the year 
is the age-old question of, do I get my hopes up or should I just keep my hopes down so I don't get disappointed? Do I, do I set the bar for 2023 really low so that way I can't be disappointed? Anything is better than the low bar that I've set. You know, I think one thing that is really interesting, an interesting statistic that I looked up, sometimes we make fun of New Year's resolutions, right? You know, on average, New Year's resolutions are broken in 36 days. That's the, the stat for how quickly they get broken. But I think there's actually a lot of power in sitting down and dreaming about what your year looks like. I was reading these interesting stats from kind of coming into 2022, these American stats, it said about 50% of people would sit down and make New Year's resolutions. Whereas this year, the stat has gone down to only 29% of people sitting and making New Year's resolution. And I think there's some real danger when we enter a year and we don't have vision for this year and we don't have a dream for this year and we feel like I'm just worried about where this year's going. I'm not sure. I'm just going to keep my hopes down. I think there's some real danger in that, I think it's really powerful to actually have a dream as to what this year could look like. We call that having vision. I love how our senior pastor, Pastor Chris, puts it. He says, vision is a picture of a preferred tomorrow. Vision is a picture of a preferred tomorrow. I wonder what your preferred tomorrow is. I wonder how you're looking at tomorrow. Are you looking at it with a dream? Are you looking at it with vision? Or are you trying to keep the hopes down. It's so important to have vision. In Proverbs 29, verse 18, just the start of it for now, it says, where there is no vision, the people perish. And it's like, ooh, that's heavy. Um, But I like the way that the message puts it. It says, if people can't see what God is doing, they stumble all over themselves. I wonder if you've ever felt a little bit like that. Have you ever felt like you may be kind of stumbling around in a dark room? Life can be a little bit like that sometimes, right? It's like, I don't really know which way to go. uh, And I'm kind of making this up as I go. You know, anyone ever lived by the saying, fake it till you make it? I kind of feel like that's the story of my life a little bit. It's like, I'm not really 100% certain where I'm heading. And what this scripture is saying is, hey, when you don't have vision, when you don't have a picture of a preferred tomorrow, when you don't have a dream for your life, you actually end up just kind of, walking in circles. You perish in the sense that you get lost in the wilderness of life, kind of chasing after every shiny thing, not actually living with purpose. So if you've ever felt lost and confused, it's okay. The good news is, even if this year you haven't had that yet, I really believe that God wants to fill you with vision for this year. I really believe that 2023 can be your best year yet with God. So tonight I want to talk about dreaming a bigger dream. Talk to the person, turn to the person beside you and say, dreaming a bigger dream. Dreaming a bigger dream. Because for some of us, maybe it's like, I need to dream a smaller dream so I don't get disappointed. I would challenge you and I say, no, it's time to dream a bigger dream. It's time to actually dream a big dream like your God is a big God, like He's a powerful God, like He's an earth-changing, world-shifting kind of God. Dream a big dream. The second part of Proverbs 29 says, where there is no vision, the people perish, but he that keepeth the law, happy is he. Or in the message, if people can't see what God is doing, they stumble all over themselves. But when they attend to what God reveals, they are most 
blessed. Isn't that powerful? As you chase after what God is saying to you, if you chase after the vision that God has given you, that's where you're blessed. That's where you're going to experience God's goodness. That's where you're going to experience the satisfaction of a life that God is calling you to. I really believe that with God, this could be your best year yet. So I've got just a couple of really simple thoughts, okay, on how to dream a bigger dream. Are you ready? Are you with me? Are you ready to dream a bigger dream? Are you ready for the best 2023 ever? It's probably the first 2023 ever, but unless we go like BC, they had 2023. But let's make the, 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 you know, the, the, the AD 2023 better than the BC 2023. Let's make them jealous in heaven. They're like, oh, dang, we wish we had 2023 like that. Um, anyway, don't you like, I lo- I, I, you know what I love about our church? I love that we're pretty chill, hey? I, I think it's good that we can have fun and it's relaxed. Um, but I also love that we're really passionate about what God's doing. We're really passionate about hearing God's voice. And that's my prayer this evening is that you don't just hear my words, but that God would actually put something on the inside of you, that, that you would hear from heaven in that sense, not necessarily in this vocal kind of outlier kind of way, but that God would just highlight something in your life, a word for this year, vision for this year. So how do we dream a bigger dream? I think the first thing is we've got to keep perspective. I think it's so important. I wanted to start here for a reason because I think we can actually get disappointed if we have dreamed big dreams before and we haven't met them yet. At the start of every year, my wife and I, we love to sit down and and we write a bunch of goals for the year. And we kind of, from everything, from personal things to um, things for our family, things for um, the business that my wife runs, things for church, we sit down and we really dream and we kind of pray about what the year's going to look like. Um, And on New Year's Eve this year, my wife reminded me about something I'd forgotten about, was that I had set a goal as to how many kilometers I wanted to ride on my mountain bike. And she said, how many kilometers did you ride this year? And I was like, had to open my app and find it. And I'm like asking her, what, like, what, what, what did I say? What did I say? Did, did I say this? Did I say that? And she's like, no, no. And, and she said, your goal was 1,500 kilometers over the year to ride 1,500 kilometers. And I was like, oh, I reckon I've got it. And I opened up my app and I had ridden 1,475 kilometers. <laughs> and, and that was my feeling. And this is like 11 p.m. or Maybe it was actually 11.30 because I, I said to her, if I had known that an hour ago, I would have gotten on my bike, ridden 25 kilometers. And, and the first feeling that hit me was just this feeling of like super disappointment. Like, dang, I missed out. Like, I had this goal. And, and it, it took me a few minutes to realize, actually, that's pretty awesome that I rode 1,475 kilometers. Like, maybe I didn't hit my goal, but actually, that's a lot more than I rode the year before. And actually, if I think about it, I'm way more fit on my bike than I was at the start of the year. Like, that's what I really wanted to accomplish. But it's funny how sometimes we can have this big dream and we maybe just don't get to where we thought we would be or expect to be. And maybe we just, maybe we're still on that trajectory. We just haven't quite reached it yet, but we can feel disappointed if we lose our perspective. Because with perspective, man, I've done awesome. I've done way better than the year before. But if I lose perspective, I didn't quite get 
where I would have gotten. I think it's so important that we keep perspective of where we're heading in our life. And again, just having a dream means we're heading in the right direction, right? I love what um, the American businessman Zig Ziglar says. He put it this way, if you aim at nothing, you will hit it every time. Can I encourage us? Let's not aim for nothing in 2023. Let's aim for a big dream. Let's keep perspective on where God is taking us, that it's not just a year by year kind of thing, that if we look back over the last few years, we might actually see, hey, life is getting better. Hey, I'm actually growing. I love what it says in Isaiah 43, 19. It says, see, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. Uh, what God is saying here is, it's like this, this challenge of, hey, can't you see it? I'm actually working. I'm actually making streams in the wilderness. I'm actually bringing life in the wilderness. Hey, where, where you lost, I'm actually making a pathway. But he's saying, hey, sometimes we can actually miss God moving. We can actually not see God moving. But the good news is that God's always at work. Whether you can see it or not, whether you hit your targeted kilometers for the year or not, whether you hit your benchmark times of the gym or not, whether you got to that goal or not, God is always working. God is always working, even when it doesn't seem like it. And I think we have to keep that perspective that maybe I haven't achieved what I was heading towards yet. Maybe I haven't accomplished that dream or that goal that I set in previous years. But, but even if right now my life doesn't seem like it's where I would like it to be. Can I encourage you, maybe just hold on to the, the thought of what I'm doing today is building my tomorrow. What I'm doing today is building my tomorrow. What I'm doing today is building my tomorrow. Because if we keep waiting to like arrive at some destination, you're gonna be sorely disappointed. Life is a journey. The joy in life is found on the journey. So get that perspective that, hey, what I'm doing today, even though maybe it's not where I want, it's not where I want to kind of end up, it's building my tomorrow. And can I encourage you, if it's not building your tomorrow, do something different, <laughs> right? But I, I, can I, I, I want to challenge you, wherever you're at, tomorrow you can actually do something that grows you and prepares you for where, that, where you're actually headed. Maybe you're just working in a job that you don't like. Can I encourage you? There's going to be things that you can learn tomorrow at work that you're going to need to apply later on in your life. You're going to have to learn to maybe to deal with some tough people, or you're going to have to learn to kind of persevere through parts of your job that you don't like. I don't know if anyone here has a job that, that you're like, I love every single aspect of my job, every single hour of every day. For most people, a few of us, are you guys not working or, no, no, joking. <laughs> joking. Like, there's always going to be moments where it's tough and we have to push through. So let's keep the perspective of what I'm doing today is actually building my tomorrow. And maybe just invite God into that. Like, God, hey, in this season that I'm in, would you help me to grow? Can I just keep that perspective of wherever I'm at, I want God, I want you to help me to grow. And I think it's important, keep perspective. So dreaming a bigger dream, keep perspective. The second thought is keep dreaming. Keep dreaming. I think dreaming for our life is not a once-off thing, like I've got this fantasy dream that I'm living towards. No, we need to keep reimagining and keep dreaming what our life can look like. God's job in that scripture before, he said, see, I'm making, I see, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up, do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the, in the wasteland. God's job is making a way. 
God's job is the streams in the wilderness. God's job is providing us strength. It's giving us opportunity. That's God's job, okay? Maybe we need to stop so hard at trying to do God's job for him. What was our job? See, I'm doing a new thing. Dream a bigger dream. See me working in your life. See where I'm at work. Stop waiting until you get somewhere else. It, we, I love the saying that we have on the wall out there. If not now, when? Stop waiting for that time in the future and start acting now. See what God is doing. Sometimes we're like in this place that God has put us and we just really want to be somewhere else. And God's like, no, I'm trying to use you where you are. At very least, there's people in your life that don't know about Jesus right now. Even if you hate every aspect of your job, come on, use it as an opportunity to share good news with the people around you, to be a light of hope, to be the salt and life of the earth. So I'm getting a little bit excited. Keep dreaming. Our job is to see what God is doing. Our job is not to make God move. Our job is to see where God is already moving. Our job is to ask and imagine. I love Ephesians 3.20. It says, Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us. I don't know if anyone here has like a wild imagination. Does anyone here just like, uh, I, I, when I was a kid, I had the craziest imagination. Like my favorite thing to do on car trips was like pretend that I was skateboarding along the power lines. Did anyone else do that? Or is that just me? Yeah, yeah. You're like, yeah, triple kickflip, yeah. And then there'd be some mountains in the distance. You'd be like, yeah, big trick kind of thing. And, you, you know, I used to have this crazy imagination, but... It's funny as you get older how sometimes that dulls a little bit. You know, when I was younger, even the, the things I could imagine God doing in me, it was like limitless. And then it's like the, the longer I live, sometimes it's like, well, maybe I should get a bit more realistic. Like maybe, maybe that was too big. Like maybe I should dial it back a little bit. But I, I love the promise of this scripture. It's like God saying, I can do more than you can imagine. So the challenge to me is I want to imagine some bigger things. Like if he can do more than I can imagine, I want to imagine more. Like I don't want to imagine. And imagination is just seeing in your mind, right? It's basically vision. It's having a picture of a preferred tomorrow. I don't want to imagine less. I actually want to imagine more. I want to ask more. Can I encourage you in 2023, dream a bigger dream. Pray a bigger prayer. Imagine some bigger things for your life. Imagine some wilder things that God could do through you. That's our job is to keep dreaming, keep imagining, keep asking God, keep praying, believing that God's at work in your life. Our job is to see it. Our job is to keep dreaming those big dreams. It's to not let disappointment or discouragement or negative people or even reality sometimes, to stop us from dreaming about what God can do through us. So the question to you is, what do you want to do? Who do you want to be? In this year, what, what are you dreaming about your life? Maybe it's a practical thing that you need to just go home and write a list of things out. This is what I'm believing for 2023. This is what I can see for 2023. This, this is what excites me about 2023. And I think a new year is a great time to step back, to look at your life, to assess your trajectory, maybe even again, to look with a bit of perspective and realize, actually, like, I didn't feel like I made that much progress last year. But if I actually step back and look at it, man, I was doing a lot better at the end of the year than I was at the start. Like, it wasn't kind of all like this, but 
it had its ups and downs, but it seems like it's kind of up compared to the start of the year. Keep dreaming. And the final thought, which I, I think I saved the most important for last, is keep pursuing Jesus. Keep pursuing Jesus in all of your dreaming, in all of your imagining, in all of your visioneering, vision casting for this year. Make sure you keep Jesus centred in all of that. Make sure that rather than just pursuing your own desires, you're actually pursuing Jesus' desires for you. I love what it said in that scripture that I read right at the start um, in Proverbs. It says, when they attend, or if, if, when they attend to what God reveals, they are most blessed. Or the other one was that as he keeps the law, he is happy. I think sometimes the problem is we start chasing happiness instead of chasing what God is doing. We start chasing what we think will make us happy instead of actually chasing what God is saying to us. You know, we start chasing, but this feels better in the moment when on the on the inside, we actually know what God wants us to do next. Sometimes we, 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 we hide behind this picture of, I don't know what God's saying to me, when actually we know what God's saying to us. It just doesn't seem like it's the direction that we want our lives to go. But can I encourage us, keep pursuing Jesus. Chase what God is doing, and then you'll find blessing. And then you'll find purpose. And then you'll find hope. If you just determine, I will keep pursuing Jesus. My wife and I very um, early on in our relationship, we made the determination that we just want to be where God wants us to be. That, that's where we want to be. If, I, I, I don't know if we sung that song tonight. Maybe we didn't. I love that song that says, <laughs> if you're not in it, I don't want it. Like, that's what I want. I want, what, I want to be where God is. It might look like the most amazing opportunity, but if I just have even the sense that God's got something different for me, I don't want to be a part of that. You know, I can dream and I can have vision, but I'm also going to be humble enough to let God lead me, to let God direct me, to chase His desires for me. I love these two scriptures. Um, I realized it's two scriptures because in my head, I often quote it as one. And then I looked it up this week and I was like, oh, there's two scriptures that I've merged together. Um, a little bit of, uh, anyway. Uh, but I think together they're really powerful. Psalm 37 verse four says, Take delight in the Lord, and He will give you the desires of your heart. Just, just stop and think about that for a moment. Stop and think about that. Take delight in the Lord. And what will He give you? The desires of your heart. I wonder what the desires of your heart are. I wonder what that deep longing on the inside is. Maybe it's, maybe it's something as simple as to be accepted or to be loved. And sometimes we can chase after what we think is going to give us those desires, end up chasing our tails in the wrong direction. But God says, delight in me, delight in my ways, and I will give you the desires of your heart. I love what Matthew 6.33, this is the other one that I get confused with it, is seek first His kingdom and His righteousness, and all of these things will be given to you as well. And the context of this scripture is Jesus saying, hey, don't chase after the things that pagans chase after, or don't chase after the things that the world chases after. And then it goes on and says, seek first me and seek my kingdom, and I will give you those things. What things? The things that the pagans are chasing after. 
He's like, hey, they think they've worked it out. They think they know how to get what they want. But if you'll just seek first me, seek me first, seek my way of doing it, my kingdom, then these things will be added to you as well. That scripture has really directed a lot of my life, that promise that I don't actually miss out when I follow Jesus, when I pursue Jesus, I don't miss out. And like it goes on, it says, therefore, don't worry about for tomorrow because tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Come on, stop worrying about tomorrow and start dreaming about tomorrow. Start dreaming a bigger dream. Come on, God's put something amazing on your life. He's got a purpose for you. He's got a plan for you. He's got great intentions for your life. Don't worry about tomorrow. Worry about chasing God. Worry about pursuing Jesus. Pursue Jesus and a relationship will pursue you. Pursue Jesus and the world's definition of success will pursue you. That's the promise of the Scripture. That The things that pagans chase after will be added to you. And it's, it's almost like, I, I don't want that. I just want to pursue Jesus. It's almost like King Solomon where he's like, I want wisdom. And God's like, yeah, well, I'm going to give you everything because that was a good answer. Um, I, I love that, that. That is the heart of our God. So keep pursuing Jesus. I wonder what God's doing in your life. I wonder what opportunities are ahead of you. I wonder how God's positioned you heading into 2023. I wonder what gifts and passions He's put in your life. I wonder what the desires in your heart are, start there if you want to know how to pursue Jesus. If you want to know how to get some vision for your life, start to look at those things that God's already put in your life. Make sure that you pursue Jesus. You know, as a church, we always talk about this thing called journaling. I think it is transformational. Hearing God's Word through the Scripture, having God speak to you through the Scripture is probably the most transformational thing I have ever learned. And not just reading the Bible and saying that's nice to read, but actually then applying it to my life, which is sometimes really challenging, right? And what I mean by that is if I'm reading about forgiveness, um, I don't just go, Okay, nice, I should forgive people. I stop and I think, who in my life do I need to forgive? Just choose one person. Start the year there. Who's that one person? Or if I'm reading about something else, if I'm reading about doubt, okay, what one area of my life do I need to stop doubting in and start trusting Jesus? So reading the Scripture, letting God speak to you. And in this context, come on, reading your Scripture, say, God, speak to me about this year. Speak to me about my future. Speak to me about what you want me to do. Speak to me about what's in store for me. And sometimes it's not always super clear. God doesn't tend to give us all of the details. Sometimes we might even not really understand what God has planned for us. But I want to encourage you, keep seeking Him. Keep pursuing Him. Start today. Make a decision. Jesus, this year, I'm going to chase after you. And the promise is that God's going to bless you as you do that. And can I just encourage us really quickly? I think something that's really been on my heart, um, is to also get a vision for what God's doing through His church. Not just have this personal vision of this is where I'm going and this is the direction that I'm headed in and this is what God's called me to do. That stuff's really good, but I think it's also really powerful that as we come together with a faith, uh, as a faith community and we have a vision for how God is using our community and how God is using our church to impact our city and our nation and our world, I think it's really powerful when you take your vision and you add it to the vision 
vision of the church. So now we're actually all headed in the same direction. Man, imagine what we could achieve if we all just showed up and we decided we are headed in the same direction. We have got vision together that this is not just the church's vision and my vision, but actually the church's vision is part of my vision. That that the church's vision is my vision. And, and I'm so excited for this year. We've been really dreaming. We've really got in our hearts um, to, well, this is kind of how we wrote it down. Our vision is planting new churches, reaching new people through simple relational discipleship of the next generation of leaders. Man, that's our vision. We need more churches. Come on, let's start planting churches. Maybe that's part of your vision, being a part of a church plant, reaching some people who haven't known about Jesus before. That's our heart and our desire as a church is not that we would grow just by being the fanciest or the most attractional church in town, but that we would actually grow through people meeting Jesus for the first time. That, that this church, that our, our building would be full of people, not for numbers sake, not because it looks great on Instagram, but our church would be full of people who have come and had their lives transformed in the same way that we have. So I wonder how you fit into that. Maybe it's start believing in yourself in a leader, uh, sorry, start believing in yourself as a leader. Maybe it's to be more intentional with inviting people to church. Maybe it's to be more intentional about sharing your faith with people. Maybe as the time arises, it's to actually put your hand up and be like, I would love to be a part of starting something new. I'd love to be a part of planning a church somewhere new. I've just always believed that as we build what God loves, He loves to build our lives. As we build what God loves, He loves to build our lives. Imagine the difference if we decided that we're actually going to be the ones who reach our city, that, that that's our responsibility. Imagine if we decided together that we're going to take responsibility for reaching our generation, that we're not just going to sit and do church as the world passes by, that, that actually we're going to be the church 24-7. We're not just going to be meeting together on a Sunday night, but we're actually going to be in workplaces and schools and universities sharing the good news of what we've seen God do in our life. Come on, let's start dreaming bigger dreams couple of questions as we wrap up. I wonder how your life looks today compared to two years ago. Can I just encourage you, like, be honest and don't let how you feel today kind of give you rose-coloured glasses on the past. You know, don't just be too, oh, the good old days, it was so much better. If you're honest, can you see growth in yourself in the last two years? Second question, what's your vision for this year? What's God speaking to you about? Are there any themes in your journaling? Are you intentional in spending time with God at the start of the year and really seeking Him and pursuing Him for what this year could look like? And how is what you're doing right now moving you towards your vision? You know, it's, it's, it's only a wish if we don't actually start to take action on our, on our vision. So, so what are you doing today that's moving you towards the dream that you have for the future? Come on, 6 p.m. Let's be the kind of people that dream big dreams. Let's have some intimidating dreams, yeah? Let's, let's have the kind of dreams that we're embarrassed to tell people about because they seem really big. But the good thing is God has a, has, a, has a really funny knack of using people to do big things when they expected that they couldn't do it themselves. Hey, could we stand together? I'd love to pray as we, as we finish up. Um, and I'd just love to specifically pray for you this evening if maybe you have really been struggling at the start of this year with that sense of maybe either purposelessness or not sure where to go or a little bit, should I keep my hopes down? I'd love to pray for you if that's you. Or 
And if I could just broaden it out, if you really want to pursue Jesus this year, I'd love to pray with you. But we just close our eyes. And if that's you, just shoot your hand up. You're saying, that's me. This year, I really want to pursue Jesus. Yeah, heaps of people. It's awesome. Well, Jesus, we just thank you. And we take this moment right now to kind of dedicate this year to you. We're deciding that we want to pursue you, that we want to chase after you. We really believe that as we do that, that you're going to lead us into the amazing future that you have planned for us. In Jesus' name, amen.